In Atlanta, one voice has stood out for over four decades. An AJC original, The Monica Pearson Show. Let's talk about how you got to ESPN. Revealing interviews. You are known as America's doctor, but I want to know who you were before that. When you have a different name, you have different color skin, it can be tough. With Atlanta's most famous faces as you've never seen them before. I'm telling my story. This is the American dream. The Monica Pearson Show, streaming now on AJC.com. This is D. Orlando Ledbetter of the Atlanta Journal-Constitution, here with the 310th episode of the Bowtie Chronicles podcast. Everything you need to know about the Atlanta Falcons. We're going to title this episode, Can the Falcons Upset the Buffalo Bills? This is a big game up in Orchard Park, New York. The Bills are coming off a 33-21 win over New England. They are 9-6. The Falcons have some confidence after their win, but Atlanta has yet to be a team this good. They do now have a win over a team with a winning record after Miami moved to 8-7 and seven last night. Here's Deion Jones talking about going up to Buffalo. It's definitely going to be us, you know, being locked in, being focused, uh, you know, coming out, flying around, uh, setting the tone out there in the cold. And like I said, just not batting an eye, going out there and, you know, Taking care, we got to take care of no matter what. Arthur Smith knows a little bit about the Bills also. Good scheme, fast defense. They've invested a lot in that front seven. They said they're, they're the number one ranked defense in the league for a reason. Uh, explosive players on offense. Uh, they present a lot of problems. We're going to play, we got to play really well to go up there and on the road in Buffalo. Yeah, no doubt about it. The Bills are nine and six and long, long, uh, long considered a contender in the AFC this season. Uh, but, you know, it's been a rocky road for them. They started out 4-1 uh, and one and then couldn't get any momentum going. They they lose one, win one, lose one, win one, lose one, win one. And uh, then lost two in a row. Uh, and then uh, they've won the last two. A big win up at New England last week. And they beat Carolina 31-14 to on the uh, 19th. But, you know, they um, they started out by losing to Pittsburgh, then won four in a row at Miami, Washington football, Houston, and the big one here, Kansas City, 38-20. to 20. Everybody was ready to anoint them at that point. But then they turned around and lost the next week to Tennessee, 34-31. Came back, beat the Dolphins. And then this is a shocker. This is the one um, the Falcons fans uh, can hang their hats on that they lost at Jacksonville 9-6. So it can be done. The Jets, they came back and pummeled the Jets. They took it out on them, beat them 45-17. to And then they uh, lost again to the Colts there, 41-15. Uh, beat the Saints 31-6. And then lost at New England. And, you know, that was pretty much the end of the world, they thought. Up in Buffalo, they lost 14-10. And then lost again to Brady, 33-33. 27 and then came back and won those uh those two games so you have a nine and six buffalo team first place in the afc east they're trying to uh you know up their playoff uh, status and uh you know move their seed up so they're you know the falcons gonna get the best buffalo nobody's got anything wrapped up where they could sit starters and everything so um you know the bills are coming off of this huge win against new england they're in the driver's seat and here's what Coach Sean McDermott had to say. Yeah, I understand, you know, where people are coming from on that. And, 
you know, I think that the biggest game for us is this coming week, quite honestly. Um, that's the, that's, that's where we're at in our season. And, and uh, this is a good football team coming in here in the Atlanta Falcons. And um, we've got a quarterback that's, that's uh, seen a lot of ball. Yeah, no doubt about it. Uh, the numbers don't uh, uh, add up in the Falcons favor, but the Bills offense is a uh, prolific and they have a pretty stout defense. They have scored at least 30 points nine times this season and are 8-1 and one in those games. The star of the game against New England was, of course, Josh Allen. He was 30-47 of 47 for 314, three touchdowns, a 104.4 rating, 64 rushing yards on 12 carries. He will run the ball. It was his uh, 100. He also threw his 100th touchdown pass in that game. He became the ninth player in NFL history to reach 100 passing touchdowns in his first four seasons. He did it on a 12-yard touchdown pass to Stephon Diggs. With a makeshift offensive line in that game, without two of his four receivers, that was uh, impressive. And former Georgia Bulldog Isaiah McKenzie caught 11 passes uh, for 125 yards, a career-high game for him, and a touchdown. You know, he makes those plays in, in practice, but I think, you know, just catching the football, the fundamental part of it, he brings energy all the time to our football team and he uh, gets separation. And, uh, but I, some of those catches were, were really, really good, really good catches and uh, really good balls by Josh too, in terms of where, where he placed them and um, to where only Isaiah could get them. Um, so I thought the execution was, was at a high level. Well, yeah, Isaiah was, uh, you know, he's playing because Cole Beasley was out. Um, you know, he uh, has been fined over $100,000 by the league for not following COVID protocols, and we know about his stance on vaccination. So, uh, you know, while he's out, uh, Isaiah has stepped forward for the Bills. Devin Singletary is their leading rusher, 672 yards, followed by Josh Allen with 619 and then Zach Moss gets in there too. But they kind of play lip service <laughs> to the run game. They're trying to throw it under Brian Dayball, uh, one of the hot coordinators in the league. We'll hear his name during the hiring process this year. Uh, but, yeah, Brian Dayball is the uh, offensive coordinator. Stephon Diggs is uh, 89 catches for 1,092 and nine touchdowns. Uh, tight end red zone, be aware in the red zone. Dawson Knox is their guy. He's got nine touchdowns, too. Emmanuel Sanders has 42 catches, and if Cole Beasley gets back through the protocols, he's got 76. So uh, those are the top targets for Josh Allen. Josh Allen has turned in another fine season, uh, 4,048 yards passing, hitting on 65% of his throws, 34 touchdowns to 12 interceptions, so that's more than your two-to-one ratio that you want there. And his rating is 96.6. That's his uh, rating there. So, you know, one of the things will be the tight ends in this game. And Sean McDermott is uh, very impressed with the Falcons' rookie Kyle Pitts. Look like they're using him in a lot of different ways, moving him around in terms of the formation and um, creating mismatches at times. Uh, so, um, it is a it is a headache anytime you have a player like that that you have to defend that can move around. Um, it is a headache for you as a as a as a coach and a coordinator. 
Yeah, no question about it. Kyle's coming off of his third 100-yard game, um, 102 yards in the uh, win over the Detroit Lions. So, you know, when you do that, you're going to have the attention of the opposing coach. Now, the Falcons' other tight end who came from Buffalo uh, has some supporters up there. They'll be happy to see uh, tight end Lee Smith when he goes home to Orchard Park. You know, he's had a mark on this organization, uh, made a mark on this organization, two different, you know, stints with, with the Bills and, uh, he's a very well-liked uh, guy in our building here and, and uh, really appreciate his leadership uh, that he gave us uh, when I was here. And uh, always nice to see players uh, go on and do great things. And it sounds, it seems like just from the film that I've watched, that he's get, getting quite a bit of playing time. And, and uh, I know he's closer to home as well down there, which, uh, which is uh, always good to hear. All right. Let's uh, Lee Smith. He's having a good year with the Falcons. They really need his blocking, and he's uh, chipped in with a few catches also. And the Bills are – he's well thought of up in Buffalo. Spent most of his career up there. Let's move over to the Bills' defense. The um, star of the game was linebacker Trey Mon Edmonds. He uh, led the team with eight tackles. And it's funny, um, I knew his dad, Farrell Edmonds. He played at Maryland with my cousin – uh, Dwayne Dunham, he was a defensive end up there for Coach Ross uh, back in the day. So it's funny seeing the kids making it to the league. But, yeah, Tremaine, uh, he's also their leading tackler with 61. The um, secondary is held down by Micah Hyde. He has six tackles, two interceptions, and a sack against uh, New England. Now, one good stat that came out of that, Damon Harris ran for 100 yards on him and three touchdowns. So, uh you know, the Falcons may be, you know, they got to get their running game going. Sacks, Mario Addison is their leader with uh, four. A couple other people to watch out for. Greg Rousseau, the rookie. Uh, Jerry Hughes, he's been there forever. And uh, Jordan Poyer, another name to watch on the defense. Uh, Poyer is uh, actually tied with Tremaine Edmonds for um, with leading in tackles with 61. And uh, Matt Milano is uh, third on the team in tackles with 50. Now, Poyer and Hyde have five interceptions each. So, uh, this is a very good secondary. All right, on to the Bills special teams. We know some of their people. Tyler Bass from Georgia Southern, from Dutch Fork Creek High, South Carolina. He's their field goal kicker. He's made 26 of 30. One miss from 30 to 39, one miss from 40 to 49, and two misses for plus 50 for Tyler Bass. The punter is Matt Heck, and he's uh, averaging 44.3, but the big one that we really want to pay attention to is the net. He's 38.7 net punter. So you can get some returns on him, and they have one block punt. So, uh, you know, the Falcons had a fake punt executed on them last week. So, you know, teams will try to do the same. Uh, um, so, you know, they better be ready for that. And then they need to probably go after and try to get a kick in the, in the cold up there. So we'll see how that works out. The uh, returner is Isaiah McKenzie. He, uh, 17, he's got 17. He's averaging 8.7 on the punt returns. No touchdowns. And he's averaging 24.3 on the kickoff returns. He has a long 75, but no touchdowns. So uh, there's, um, you know, the good look at the 
Bills offense, defense, and special teams. You know, uh, other local players, Matt Breida from Georgia Southern uh, is another local up there. Their pro bowlers were Stephon Diggs and left tackle Deion Dawkins, who returned from the COVID list last game. So he, he made it in his fifth year. I want to point out Deion Dawkins. They found an all-pro left tackle in the second round out of Temple in 2017. He wasn't an all-pro right away, but it took him five years to get there. So um, I only bring that up because we know the Falcons have to get better along the offensive line. You got to find some players. Everybody ain't in the first round. And uh, a kid like Deion Dawkins, big uh, 6'5 kid out of Temple, he, and that's where Matt Hennessy played. So maybe maybe they, you know, got to develop him too. But uh, Deion Dawkins, second-round pick, and went to his first Pro Bowl this year. Highlighting him because, you know, the scouting department's got to find players. Everybody's not in the first round. And uh, additionally, you know, this is a, this is a talented roster. Uh, in addition to the two bro- Pro Bowlers, they had a lot of alternates. Josh Allen was the first alternate. Edmonds is the first alternate at linebacker. Dawson Knox is the second alternate at tight end. Tyler Makovich is the second uh, alternate at special teams. Jordan Poyers, the third team. Long snapper Reed Ferguson from Smyrna, Georgia. And LSU is the third long snapper alternate. Micah Hyde, the fourth safety alternate. And Mitch Morse is the fifth center alternate now they don't they don't usually get down to five you know then the alternates are people that go if players get hurt or go to the super bowl and can't go but uh anyway they're releasing the alternates and we used to fight to get them so we'll give them to you and lastly tyler bass is the uh, fifth alternate for the kickers so one last thing we got to do before we go we um my buddy sideline mike called he said hey you haven't been doing the tail of the tape and uh, that's where we look at the um, key stats for, um, you know, to kind of tell you where the matchups are going to go. And it doesn't look good for the Falcons. They don't have any. only thing the Falcons rank in the top half of the league, you know, we do it by the top 16, uh, is in uh, time of – is in passing yards. Yeah, the 16th from passing yards. Everything else is in the bottom half of the league. Whereas Buffalo – Everything's in the top half of the league except for their rushing. They're 17th in rushing. So um, Buffalo's points per game, 28.5 is third. 30 uh, uh, Total offense, 30, 381 yards, point two. That's six. Rushing, 120.4, 11th. That's a lot of Josh Allen scrambles. And then um, passing, 260.8. That's seventh in the league. They uh, they have time of possession number. I didn't put the circle there. I think it's three. Um, ranks third. But 30 minutes and 54 seconds, whereas the Falcons are 26 in time of possession at 28 uh, minutes and 57 seconds. Now, here's what um, Arthur Smith was talking about the defense. They are number one in a couple key areas. Total yards allowed, 287.9, which is one. And then uh, passing yards allowed. So Matt Ryan and Kyle Pitts, they better get ready because uh, the, the Buffalo Bills have a good secondary. They don't necessarily get to the passer, but they only give up 173.1 yards 
a game, which is first in the league. So the Falcons' strength on offense is passing, um, you know, at uh, 223.3 a game, 16th in the league, going against the number one pass defense. So if they can't pass it, they got to be able to run it. And the Falcons are only averaging 86.2 yards a game, uh, 31st in the league, and they'll be going against the 17th-ranked defense. So when it's a 10-point gap like that, it's just a big advantage. So everything is advantage Buffalo, run, pass, uh, points, and uh, time possession, and turnover differential, lastly. Uh, the Falcons are a minus 5, which is 24th in the league. And the Bills are a plus 10, which is 4th in the league. So, we, looks like another um, mismatch. Falcons taking a switchblade to the gunfight there. But they need to the win if they really uh, are trying to make progress and have continued to improve, like Coach Smith has said, over the course of the season. This is their final exam. Go past this. Be Buffalo. Uh, you have a, a, a very good season at that point and maybe even can slip into the playoffs by beating the Saints in the following week. So this should be um, the Falcons' final exam. They've been, you know, 7-8, and eight, beating some, some teams, won a lot of close games, 7-2 and two in close games, but haven't beaten a team that had a winning record at the time. Miami has a winning record now. But when the Falcons beat them, they did not. So, But they have turned things around. And so now the Falcons can claim that they have a victory over a team with a winning record. And guess what? They're going to need another one if they're going anywhere this year. And they're going to have to go up to Buffalo and earn it against one of the top teams in the AFC. So with that, we're going to conclude this episode of the Bowtie Chronicles podcast. Can the Falcons upset the Bills? Gonna need a lot of things to go right. Need some special teams turnovers, maybe a block kick or something. Take a take a uh, return back to the house. Cause this is a pretty good, mighty fine Buffalo Bills team, and the Falcons will need to play at their best, absolute best, to pull off to pull off the upset. With that, take care and have a great rest of your week. Hip-hop is a product of black people. It's a product of black song and celebration. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution presents Hip-hop's most pulled elements are pulled from the South. A Southern hip-hop store. We always go back to that moment of the Source Awards. Everybody wants your rhythm, but they don't want your blues. The biggest names in hip-hop. Atlanta is still the mecca for hip-hop. 50 years. No one can deny. One film. The power of the South now. The South got something to say. Streaming now at AJC.com slash hip-hop. The AJC's trusted veteran political voices, Greg Bluestein, Patricia Murphy, Tia Mitchell, and Bill Nygut are the essential source for Georgia politics. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution's Politically Georgia. Sign up for the newsletter, download the podcast, subscribe to the AJC.